I'm joined today on this Colchester podcast by his worshipful, the Mayor of Colchester, Councillor Robert Davidson, and a very good friend of mine. Welcome, Robert. Thank you, Will, for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about our wonderful town and borough. Well, you are very welcome, and thank you for joining us. Now, I understand you are the 188th Mayor of our historic borough of Colchester. I think people will be really interested to know, how do you actually become the Mayor of Colchester? Effectively, it's the longest serving councillor that's willing to take a year out, uh, because obviously, as a mayor, you're non-political, uh, so you're, you're a, um, and you're first citizen of the borough along with your uh, escort, who happens to be my wife, Liz. She's the mayoress this year. Um, so normally it's a, a one-year term of office from May to May. But uh, in my particular case, I was um, made mayor in October 2020, and I will be finishing at the end of May 22. So it's a, about an 18-month uh, term of office, as, as indeed the previous mayor, Councillor Cope did 18 months as well because of the COVID uh, lockdown. So, so, you, so in many respects, you're, you are, uh, despite being the 187th and 188th with you and uh, Councillor Nick Cope respectively, you, you're, you're probably a, a bit stand out in that you're the only ones who have, have done more than 12 months. No, I think you'll find there's an awful lot of people that have done a lot more than that. For example, the um, the mayoral, the mayoral badge of office was donated by Alderman Benham in 1935 after he'd been mayor, but he'd previously been mayor in 1892 to 3, 1908 to 9, and 1933 to 4. So obviously in those days, Colchester Borough was a lot smaller. Um, and then, of course, in 1974, it's the Local Government Act when we incorporated Mersey, Wivenhoe and Tiptree and the Lexington and Winstree district. So um, Colchester Borough is so much bigger. It's great from being the town to being the wider borough. So going all the way out to sort of from Wivenhoe over to Tiptree. Yes, which is why, of course, you have to share the role as uh, one of our MPs with the um, Sir Bernard Jenkin and uh, Will, uh, Pretty Patel. All of them cover a part of the borough. They do indeed. Although I think I've got I've got the but, best bit because because I've got the whole you, of the town centre, which is the historic, most historic part of the borough. Absolutely, and that's where everything happens. That's uh, yes. Apart from the oysters, you've got to remember they're in Mersey. Well, oysters <laughs> are definitely Mersey, and we're we're going to come on to oysters because I'm quite fascinated by Colchester's. Uh, heritage and and uh, role it plays in relation to oysters. But what what people will be interested to know? What are the core duties of the mayor? What does a mayor actually do? Yes. So um. So in in my particular case, I became a councillor in 1998. Um. And uh, as I say, normally you've done about 20 years by the time you get to the top of the list. Um. But there are there are councillors that are slightly longer serving than me that haven't done it yet. The main main role really is um, to represent the town and the uh, uh, the borough um, at all civic events, um, at all um, remembrance services, um, chair the full council meetings, which are about four or five a year, um, welcome visitors. Um, I've got a I've got a Zoom call with a German group of um, 
uh, students in about an hour's time. Uh, uh, we have twin twinning towns in Germany, Wetzlar. We've got uh, Avignon in France and we've got uh, Imola in Italy. So we have annual visits uh, one way or the other with them. Um, and uh, yes, uh, effectively uh, accept and enjoy meeting residents and businesses across the borough. Um, obviously, with the COVID uh, lockdowns this, this last year, year um, we've been a lot uh, thinner on the ground for invites but we're looking forward after the lockdown finishes in June to uh, getting out and meeting people and and living normally yeah definitely um, so so actually the, the chairing of the meetings is only a very small part of of the role and and I suppose all these events outside of the the pandemic would usually keep you pretty busy how many how many things do you end up would you end up doing on on an average week um, well, uh, according to other uh, previous mayors, um, it can be as many as two or three a day. Uh, and it's certainly around about um, 15 to 20 a week. So, um, yes, yeah, it's a, con a constant stream of very enjoyable meetings, I think, most of them. So, um, I mean, even even this year, I, I have um, unofficially opened the food bank at Stanway, the new headquarters there. I've cut turf. Uh, starting the new uh, super broadband in the urban part of Colchester that's going to um, going to improve everybody's uh, connections. So we, we are doing outside um, um, uh, civic events, but uh, yes, very few of them. So, so a lot a lot of um, people will will have seen you at events, and those who have seen you know, things like Remembrance Sunday or the St George's Day Parade or uh, any of the other civic events around the town will know that as a, as being a historic borough, uh, there is a a uniform, if you like, that councillors and and the mayor gets to wear. It almost looks like your Horatio Hornblower walking down the high street with a sort of <laughs> Uh, tricorn hat on and uh, tell me a little bit about all this serious gold bling that you wear around your neck yeah well i, th I think um and even you admit uh, the most important piece of course is the mace which represents the queen and um and that always uh, goes in front of me because the queen's far more important of course is uh, than the mayor um and the, the mace is hundreds of years old and it's uh, one of the largest maces in the country Ah, I can give you a little fact there, Mr. Mayor. Ooh. Colchester has the second largest ceremonial mace in the country, with, with the largest being the one that sits in the House of Commons. Well, as in House of Commons, House of Lords. So the, outside of Parliament, Colchester has the largest mace in the country. Yeah, we ought to get them together sometime and compare notes. It, and it is a beautiful thing, isn't it? And, 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 it and we, is. Oh, absolutely. Somebody at the t uh, town hall, uh, the sergeant arms, whose job is to to look after the mace. Yes, he yes, absolutely. And, uh, and normally, of course, we have the Lord Lieutenant uh, representing the Queen as well, um, as well as the high steward, who uh, is an honorary position, but advising the council. And that, so, that's Sir Bob Russell at the moment. Yes. Yeah. My predecessor. Um, so my my. Yep. So my my other bling, if you want to call it that, um, uh, there's a, a series of gold chains which um, date back as far as 1766, um, and uh, I, they've they've um, un, uh, yeah un, if um, if you're being 
rather blunt about it. Uh, they, they can be compared with toilet chains. They're very, very thin and very fine, but they are very old and they're solid gold. And, and then, then of course, we've got the, the disc, the, isn't there? What's... Yes, we've got the, the, mayor, the mayoral um, uh, medal, if you like, which is ivory and uh, silver gilt. Um, and, that's, um, and that's got the picture of St. Helena, of course, on the back of the castle. Um, and uh, and that that's another story, of course. I mean, she she found the cross. She's she's our patron saint. She she's her statue sits on top of the town hall, um, which was built in nineteen o two. I think the latest town hall. Um, yes, there's a lot of so much history, and of course, we're so lucky because not only were we the first city in in the country when the Romans came, but um, we've got we've got continuous history since then and. Uh, I think it's 900 years now since the Royal Charter was granted, um, giving us rights to uh, govern ourselves, as it were. So tell me a little bit more about this. Whenever I see you out in, in uh, public at civic events, you've you've got members of the town watch to guard you. What what what? Where, how does that come about? What do they do? Oh well, I I think it's in case of, in case some of our residents get a bit um, uh, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, they're 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 a wonderful um, f uh, um, f fallback to the um, uh, civil war, really. Um, I think, and they and they've been um, resurrected recently, about forty years ago, I think. Um, and they they're very fine, and they have got wonderful uh, armor and ceremony, and of course you've got w wives and children as well as part of the watch. So, um, so they're they, they're very they colourful. Yeah, of they history. they they do add a lot of colour and a lovely bit of theatre around the um, the mayoralty and the the sort of historic elements of the borough. And it, so there's sort of other things and traditions which always have quite have made me wonder where on earth they started. What's this? What's this thing every year I tend to see where the mayor stands on the balcony of the town hall and seems to throw what looks like lumps of cake. <laughs> down down to the down to the public below what on earth is that oh well i i haven't been able to do that of course but a, a because of health and safety i think they stopped it about two years ago which is terribly sad but even even uh, when the christmas lights are turned on for example um the mayor used to throw sweets out at, at the children below um, but that's all frowned on, apparently. I, 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 I know um, politicians are always a bit scared of people throwing things at them. But if people want to throw cake at me, that's something I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> object to. <laughs> no, well, I think I think I think we do own a set of um, set of stocks somewhere, don't we? Um, so we ought to we ought to um, have a match, you and I, and those, and see see who's the most popular or, or most unpopular. Yeah, I, I, I think I might, I might win that one on the unpopularity contest, <laughs> given the, given that you have the non, the, the non-party political role as, as mayor. Now, now tell me a little bit about. Um, I, I've got a little secret, Robert. I mean, I, I represent uh, Colchester in Parliament, um, but I can't stand seafood, uh, and, in, and 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 I can think of nothing oh. worse than consuming an oyster, which is a little-known secret. Oh. And I've kept it relatively quiet, uh, but I just can't stand fish. Uh, but we are obviously very proud of our heritage and the oyster beds, which which I think were some of which were 
pretty much laid down by the Romans, weren't they? So tell tell me a little oh, bit about oh, the yes. role the mayor has. Um, and obviously, you you know Mersey very well. You've you've I, you're a landowner. Right? You've got you know you've got um, farming interests across Mersey and um, the sort of wider area. T- tell me a little bit about the, the oysters and the role the mayor has to play in the oyster fishing season and all of that. Yes, well, as you know, you, you can you can only eat oysters when there's an R in the month. Um, so effective, effectively, it's from September to April. <clears throat> so um, every every, every uh, early September uh, every year, we open the oyster fishery, and that's the Pie Fleet one that goes between East Mersey, Fingeringhoe, and Brightonsea. Um, and there are oysters elsewhere, of course, all around Mersey and um, down the Blackwater and the, down the Tollsbury and Salkut uh, creeks, um, but. Uh, they're then um, dredged by the mayor, and uh, he eats one to check the, uh, check the size and the quality, and uh, and then there's a jolly good um, uh, portion of gingerbread and gin usually consumed to wash it, help wash it down. Well, on, um, on that, quite on that a, quite basis, a, quite maybe a, I'll have to give uh, oysters another try <laughs> if there's gingerbread and gin involved. Well, the oysters are optional. You don't have to eat. I mean, some people are allergic to them, to be fair. So uh, you have to be yeah. careful. But I, I have to say that the re- one of the reasons that the uh, Colston native oysters have got such a good reputation is because our oyster industry are so professional. Everything is everything is gone through ultraviolet light and purified. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, there are no uh, consequences from eating oysters. And uh, luckily, I've I've uh, I've enjoyed many in my time, and and of course, one reason you may not have tried them before, uh, Will, is that only it was a poor man's food originally, and um, farmers and peasants and yeomen like ourselves, we we had to live on oysters, and uh, in fact, when 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 my house was being underpinned, we had uh, nearly a foot of oyster shells underneath the underneath the floors, um, as using well working as a damp proof membrane i suppose so you mentioned you can only eat oysters in months ending in r uh, how on earth did that come about well it's to give the poor oysters a chance to survive but obviously um uh, the reason is that in the summer they're growing and breeding and uh, without that we wouldn't have a continuous stream of oysters to eat in the winter Tell me a little bit more about this. There's this annual event, isn't there, in Colchester called the Oyster Feast oh. that takes part in the takes place in the town hall, and there's sort of all all sorts it, of incredible celebrities have come and given speeches and toasts to the oysters and all that sort of thing. Yes, we've even we've even had musical entertainment, I believe, in the past. I think you may have even taken uh, part. Yeah, I, I have done it. I have done it once. <laughs> I, I managed to avoid eating yes. the oysters, but just sort of pop, popped in to do some entertainment. Well, to be fair, if you can compete with the Colchester organ in the Moot Hall, you're doing very well. You've got a wonderful voice, anyway. So uh, uh, hopefully, not... we'll hear you again. Uh, hopefully, hear you again at another oyster feast. Well, qu- um, well quite, quite yes, possible no, when you're able to hold it. Yeah. Well, that last year, of course, we couldn't. So um, I, I tootled off down to East Mersey and uh, ate an oyster and um, celebrated the oyster feast, even though um, we couldn't actually meet people. So hopefully a, nor- a normal oyster feast to be up to up to 300 people uh, gathered together um, at no cost to the taxpayer, I hasten to add. It's all it's all being all funded by uh, visitors and uh, individuals. 
Um, and, uh, and we have, as you say, spectacular speakers normally. Uh, and we have um, a five course meal, starting with as many oysters as you care to uh, consume. Uh, I think some people have been known to eat as many as 70. Um, 70 but, uh, oysters? Generally, yes, but you, generally you only get six on the plate and um, and the very, very efficient ser service we get from the tail booths at the moment. So, so um, you, you, you're going to have to... You're going to have to tell us, Mr. Mayor, what's the so is that is that Councillor John Jowers or Councillor Kevin Bentley? It's got to be one of those two. <laughs> no, I, th I, I, you know, I'm actually not sure, but it's, it's certainly um, it's it's another visitor. But I've I've certainly had uh, tw tw in the twenties uh, quite comfortably, and they're absolutely delicious. You have them with a half a pint of Guinness and uh, and put a little bit of uh, vinaigrette or something on them as well. Um, no, you you. Yes, one day you'll you'll um, pluck up some rather, courage and try one. Rather you than me. They look like little sort of slugs of the sea, in, in my view. But I'm sure I'm sure they're delicious, and I'm very proud that we've got a, a you know such such a such an important part of Colchester's heritage. Now, now that now that that's, well, it's um, in, it's, go on. It's please. interesting. They seem they seem to they seem to grow on the uh, muddy shores of the of the uh, of Mersey Island. They seem to enjoy all the uh, the um, the food in uh, yeah in the seawater um, whereas you don't get as many oysters along rocky and rocky shores generally ah well that's that certainly make that certainly makes sense many a time have i been out with my kids uh, wading in the uh, the mersey mud stroke sand but it's a, a beautiful place and you can often find oysters and oyster shells um on the beach yes yes yeah the yeah. annual Oyster Feast is an event held at our town hall. And our, our our town hall is the most magnificent building on the high street. I've been fortunate enough to spend some time there when I was a councillor and also coming back for civic events. Is there anything you can tell us about our town hall or any secrets? Or, you know, if those walls could speak, what do you think they'd, they'd tell us? Well, of course, uh, the current town hall was only built in 1902. But before that, the, the old Moot Hall had been standing for over 700 years. I suppose the most fascinating uh, thing about the town hall, and uh, do uh, anybody listening to this, we have blue, blue and green badge guides in Colchester, and they will give a very fascinating tour of both the town hall and the, and the town, um, and do book in at the Visitors Information Centre uh, and uh, come and learn more about it. We open it every year for the Heritage Open Days, for example. And it is stunning, and and there are so many beautiful sort of paintings and pieces of artwork and statues inside. And then, of course, if you go right up to the top, there's the stunning Moot Hall, which is used for all sorts yes. of events events throughout the year. Yes, with that with that marvelous uh, portrait of the Queen, of course, by Richard Stone, the local local artist. Which is stunning. Well, and, I was going to uh, ask you, what's your what's your favourite um, either painting or statue in the in, in the town hall. Oh, gosh, that's so hard. There's so much to choose from. I, I think my favourites, if I'm honest, are the, the little little blue boy and the little boy, blue girl that's um, up the staircase. Um, and then, of course, you've got the grand uh, sitting sitting statue of Queen Victoria on the um, on the staircase as well. That 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 is particularly stunning, isn't it? She she's there to greet you as you come up the the stairs. Um, 
Although I think if it, if, it, if it were me, I think my favourite probably is in the council chamber itself and that beautiful painting of William Gilbert oh. and Elizabeth I. Absolutely. Inventing electricity or um, the, the predecessor to it. Yeah. Magnetism and electricity. So, so much history. Yeah. Uh, his, history and culture. and I, think, I think the other thing is some of those wonder, wonderful um, stained glass windows in the council chamber as well and in the, and in the moot hall. Um, there's so much, so much history there. Uh, but you, you... Under, underneath, underneath all that, Will, I don't know whether you've been down, but of course, until about ten years ago, um, the magistrates' court was in part of the town hall, and of course, with the magistrates, you also have you've got prison cells underneath, you've got courtrooms, you've got um, an absolute warren of uh, 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 passage passageways underneath, which. Uh, during this COVID pandemic, we've been using to access the town hall. So um, again, get a, have a tour and, and see what you're missing. It's an incredible building, and it, it always makes me wonder what's underneath it too. Because just next door, in um, you know, when Williams and Griffins expanded, uh, when when they were doing some archaeological digging, they found underneath the Fenwick treasure the beautiful Roman gold um, pieces. Yes. I, I wonder when they do redevelop the town hall car park behind what they're going to find under there well it's certainly in the town center and as you say it, it's bound to have a lot of history underneath it it's um it, interesting that that building next to or where next to phoenix which has now been converted into flats gray town house um that of course used to be used to be part of the old corn exchange and the cups hotel where i used to go with my father and grandfather selling barley and wheat when the um, when the when there were still cattle in the in the high street and sh on sheep anyway, so um, things have moved on a lot, and, and the tram tram rails, of course, in the high street were there then as well. So it, it used to be the case, and if you walk into the town hall, you can see all the portraits of former mayors uh, as you go up the stairs, and some bigger paintings as as well. They all used to be the sort of great and good of the town, if you like, all big business owners like. Paxman and uh, all sorts of others and big landowners and farmers. Now, you, you probably fit the mould there as a big um, landowning farmer in uh, Colchester in the borough. But actually, anybody um, can be a councillor, can't they? And what would you say to anyone thinking of getting involved in local politics and standing for election? Um, well, I, th I think you, you want, if you want to help others, I think that's the, um, that's the key, key uh, uh, need. Uh, for example, I, I, I had 10 or 15 years as a parish councillor before I joined the borough council. Um, and it's just a, a wonderful way of actually being able to sort out people's individual problems and uh, and actually improve the town in the long run as well. Um, so I and, and we need the diversity, too. I mean, it's great. It's great that we've got, um, you know, uh, we've got 51 councillors now on the council and uh, that the the background and the information and the and the knowledge they have between us um, is quite diverse but actually fascinating when you have debates in the council uh, you can bring all that uh, expertise to to bear definitely and the um in terms of sort of local democracy and people getting involved we've obviously got local elections coming up very soon what would your message be to people across colchester um, 
Well, obviously, I'm, I'm non-political at the moment in, in, as a mayor, but uh, what I would say is obviously uh, people have died and uh, fought hard to get a vote. And of course, other countries in the world, in, including um, Myanmar at the moment, uh, are not getting votes. So, you know, appreciate the fact that you can make a difference and um, and you use your vote wisely. Um, but um, yeah, yeah I obviously think that, that, you've got different, that, that's a different good, that's levels. A good, that's a good message, Mr. Mayor, because I think it is really important that, that people do, you know, whichever way they vote, that they do go out and exercise mm -hmm. their democratic right and cast their vote because the future of their town you know, it will be reflected in in their vote, and it's very important that they have a say. It, so, it's always always a disappointment to me that um, only thirty five forty percent of people actually bother voting in borough elections, um, whereas in general elections normally we're in the high sixties and low seventies percent. Um, yeah. So this this May, for example, we've got um, the county council elections and we've got the borough elections. So. Uh, well, hopefully the pandemic won't put people off. And an important message to people that don't want to go out and, and cast their vote, they can they can apply for a postal vote um, uh, or, a, or a proxy vote. And I think they can, they can um, the earlier they do that, the better. Um, I, I, yes. One final question for you, Mr. Mayor, if I may. Ooh. You, you know, you, you're a... Um... May, I, may I just point out, sorry, sorry, uh, Will, may I just point out this year, uh, because of the pandemic, People do have to take a pencil or a pen to the polling station if they're going to put their vote there. Um, obviously, with with the postal votes, they won't need; they can do it at home. But um, but there will be no pencils and uh, pens at the polling stations. That's very helpful. Very helpful. It's a very important message there. Bring your own pen and pencil with you to cast your vote and then take it away with you. So so the voting process is all COVID secure. So I've got I've got one last question for you. You 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 um you long-standing farming family locally. You I think your grandfather was it was a mayor of Colchester before you. Colchester's been your hometown your whole life. How have things changed during your lifetime, and and what do you see as the big challenges and opportunities facing Colchester? Oh well, I think I think why we why why we all love living here. I think is the 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 setting you've got. You've got culture, you've got history, you've got coasts, you've got Dedham, Vale and countryside. Um, you know, it's a it's actually an idyllic place for children to be brought up. Uh, and and actually people are very friendly in Colchester. Generally, you know, they'll all be they all help others. Uh, and we've seen that in the pandemic, how all the communities have all gathered together and helped each other. And uh my uh, theme for the year, because a mayor always has a theme every year, is actually helping others. So my my six charities, for example, are the Air Ambulance, the St Helena Hospice and the East Anglian Children's Hospice, the Samaritans, the SAFA, which is the Soldiers, Sailors and Airmen's Families Association, who support uh, ex-servicemen, and then the Rural Community Council of Essex that supports all the parish councils and communities in the villages. So w without the voluntary sector, this this town wouldn't be half as vibrant as it is now. But I think going forward, we've still got a lot of opportunities. People get uh, frustrated by the traffic, but actually, if you look at Colchester as a, as a whole, 
you've always got so much choice as to what you want to do. We've got magnificent um, culture. We've got uh, the theatre being just revamped, the Mercury Theatre. We've got the Northern Northern Gateway new sports centre that's just about to open as soon as the pandemic's over. Uh, there's going to be a, a, a proper cycle track of over, over a mile long uh, lots of lots of physical exercise and um, and more importantly you've got orbital colchester where there's now paths where people can walk across the town and from almost from coast to countryside but not quite yet but uh, but exercise exercise is good for everybody and um, fresh air and health health healthy living i think is what we'd all aspire to that's a, that's a very positive and nice message to end on. We are also very lucky to live in this beautiful town uh, and, and borough. Uh, Robert, Mr. Mayor, you, you've, um, you've, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you very much indeed. And I wish you every success with your mayoral year and your fundraising for some brilliant charities. I, I look forward to seeing you at some of the events, Will. Thank you. And, uh, and all the best to your family as well.